Welcome back to Salty Saints Podcast. I'm Zach. And I'm Randy, and this is episode 93. We know that. We know that because we just taped the first few seconds of this episode. And threw it out. And we had to stop because our brain stopped working because we had to use math. Well, sorry, Randy understood the math. I did not because I am not a smart person. You subtracted 2020 from 2022 and got three. Look, we're not doing this. <laughs> we're not going into it. I was just wrong, and that's enough. So it's been about two years. Um, we're just a week shy of two years. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah. Two years and nothing to show for. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, we're getting... You know what? We'll, we do this at the end of the last couple of episodes. Let's do this at the beginning for anybody that may be listening, because in the next couple of weeks, this is going to matter. We're getting picked up by Life Audio. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. Um, so who is Life Audio? Life Audio is one of the fastest growing Christian podcast networks in the world, in America. I don't know. It's big. It's one of the fastest growing. That's all so we're going to say. So have we sold our soul? No, our souls belong to Jesus, but our <laughs> podcast for 10 episodes belongs to Life Audio. Um, and, and no, it's it's not even that kind of thing. It's uh, it's a partnership. They uh, yeah. are going to slap a couple of ads onto each of our yeah. episodes. Yeah. They shouldn't be long ads. should be pretty easy stuff. Um, and what do they do for us then? Um, it's going to spread our audience. It's going to make this ministry reach more ears. So they promote us? Basically what happens is uh, they've got several pretty good names on their roster of podcasts. Um, John Piper's son has a podcast on there. Um, uh, Cluck from ESPN has a podcast on there. Uh, I believe he's from ESPN. I was I was reading his bio. I'm not a sports guy. I'm sorry, everybody. I, I don't, I've never listened to his podcast. I don't so know I don't sports know. ball things. Right. Um, but I think... So I, this is not just Christian. It's not... I mean, it's a Christian organization. Not, no, Life Audio is is pretty well Christian. So is Cluck from ESPN a I Christian think it's, broadcast? I think it's, I think it's a faith-based oh, okay. Okay. podcast from what I understand. Oh, I, I'm, I, yeah, I'm not super yeah. familiar with it yet. Um, but basically... We will share, uh, well, I don't want to share it. Okay. We will use each other's platforms to push each other's podcasts. Promote. Is, is that idea. happening in the ads? No, that's somewhat? that's probably just we'll kind of slide that in there at the beginning oh, okay. and say, hey, okay. check out such and such's podcast on this. That's really interesting. Okay. And, you know, we'll, we'll just try and find interesting podcasts from within the network that we like and push them. And, and we may pick up some, some new uh, new information, some new... Things to listen to. Hopefully some cool guests to yeah. have on here. Oh, um, that'd be neat. Yeah, it's a cool network to be a part of. Uh, really excited to try things out with them and, and see how that goes. And I'm I'm very hopeful. So Okay. Yeah, cool. Uh, and we're only committed to 10 episodes. If we really like it, we'll just stick it out. Exactly. And and honestly, I don't know why we wouldn't. Um, but if, yeah. if all hell breaks loose and the entire world explodes in the process, then we can quit 10 episodes in. Okay. But I... I hope that doesn't happen. I think well, we should be good. Well, if that happens, I'll probably stop podcasting. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, <laughs> um, so, today, we are talking about Joseph. Right. Joseph, uh, the one from the book of Genesis who ends up in Egypt. The one with the fancy clothes. The one with the coat of many colors, which actually is the coat with long sleeves. Really? That's what it really means. Yeah. See, it okay. wasn't a multi. So today thing. I said, Randy, 
we need to have a conversation on why it's important to read the Bible in its original languages. <laughs> and he said, no, nah, I don't think people would be interested in that. And here we are with yet another reason why we should actually read the Bible in its original languages. Because it does not say, does it say that in the English translations that it just has long sleeves? Um, I know in King James and RSV, and I think even in the NIV, although I'm not sure about the NIV, I think it does say that it was a, ah, here we go, a beautiful robe in New Living Translation. But what it probably referred to is a coat with long sleeves. And that is what a parent would give the child that was going to be recognized as the firstborn. And that's the start of all of the problems he's for not. Joseph. He's the 11th born, yeah. but he's the firstborn of Rachel. Of Rachel, which of, matters. Of Jacob's favorite wife. Yeah, listen, all right, we all love Leah, sweet lady. She kind of duped our boy a little bit. She well, her dad did anyway. Well, she definitely participated. I don't know how to say that any other way. True. <laughs> True. <laughs> when you sneak into a man's tent after he's been drinking on his wedding night and things happen. Um, and he yeah. woke up the next morning and lo and behold, it was not Rachel. Yeah. I mean, he was uh, he was married under false pretenses. It was not a great time. Um, so I can kind of understand why Jacob is a little bit salty, or Israel, whichever you want to call right. it. Right. Man, a we, salty. we look at, you know, biblical figures like Jacob, Israel, whatever, and we, we make them heroes, and we think, oh, look at all the faith, and look at... These were messed up people. There's only one hero in the Bible. His name is Jesus. Everyone <laughs> else is a terrible person. There's, I mean, I look at the family life that they must have had. First of all, <laughs> yeah, Jacob served seven years so he can marry the love of his life. And dad sneaks in her older sister. And when that's done, dad says, well, serve me for seven more years, but I'll give Rachel to you right now. So basically, there stands Leah. And Leah has been, she's been unfriended, she's been... Uh, one of Mary Demuse's uh, most misunderstood women of the Bible. And Jacob just kind of pushed her away. Right. But, I, I, yeah, I, it, it's a hard situation, right? Because it's very human. Right. It's, it's like, like, yeah, you feel bad for Leah. You also feel bad for Jacob. Like, they yeah, both I got... Yeah, he was fooled. Yeah, like... I feel bad for Rachel, too. I mean, feel, all of them. Well, yeah, because Rachel thinks she's going to get to marry this guy she's in love with. And right, he gets right. promised to him. And then, oh, well, actually... You know, I like, wonder what she was doing during the marriage ceremony, sitting in the back going, she's supposed to she's, be me. She's in some other tent twiddling her thumbs, yeah. confused. <laughs> um, but, like, just, yeah, I mean, it's... I don't know. It's It's very... It's very odd to see this story play out. Um, but we see all this trouble now that has formed because exactly. of it. Exactly. This is quite literally like something you'd see on daytime television. Like, I could definitely see this family on Jerry Springer. <laughs> oh, definitely. Like, 100%. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, so... I mean, mom and mom and dad are all messed up. First of all, uh, two wives. That's never a good idea. Uh this then is not a Mormon podcast, by no. the way, just, just so you know. <laughs> but they're messed up. 
So the kids are messed up too. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and so if we start from the top, because here's the deal. We were like, well, what do we call this this episode if we're going to do like a faith story on Jacob? Because we like kind of doing faith stories on biblical mm-hmm. and historical mm-hmm. figures. It's just kind of fun to study them and think about their lives a little bit. Um, it's really hard to nail down what this story is totally about right. because it takes a lot of different avenues. Right. Um, but we kind of wanted to focus on one in particular. We we think we can sum it up. And you want to go ahead and just throw that out there? Yeah, and I forget so, what we actually said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think the central theme, uh, and I'm sure there would be those that disagree with me, but I think the central theme of this is uh, uh, the story of, of Joseph is uh, what you meant for evil, God meant for good. Yeah, finding the, good in evil. That That's sort of... That's sort of the theme, the recurring theme throughout this story, that every time man tries to do something bad, uh, God turns it around and uses it to bless Joseph. Um, and it's because Joseph stays uh, trusting in God through the whole situation. Yeah. So we kind of need to get into the story itself, do it. don't we? Yeah. 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 So um, by this time, uh, uh, um, Israel, Jacob has 10 sons, and they all come from Leah. Leah had two kids, and Rachel wasn't having any. Right. And so Rachel says, well, here's my handmaiden. Use her, and her children will be mine. And actually what they would do, uh, formally and even legally, when it came time to give birth, they wouldn't give birth laying down. They would give birth squatting down. Uh, there are still uh, artifacts, uh, archaeological discoveries of birthing stools, which are like half moons. The lady would sit on the stool, spread her legs, and the child, gravity would help the child out. And in this particular case, Rachel would kneel between the knees of her handmaid, and when the child came out, Rachel would receive the child into her lap, and that was a sign that this child now is Rachel's. So Leah has two, Rachel's handmaiden has two. And then scripture says, and the Lord reopened Leah's womb, and she had two more, so now Leah has four. Who were the two by the handmaiden? Oh, Was that Naphtali and... Probably, yeah. I'm trying to think I'm, of the other. I'm, okay. Yeah, That's, Gad or there's Asher. So, there's or, so many, or, yeah. and the names are wild. <laughs> so Leah has two more, and then she stops having kids, and Rachel still isn't. And so Leah says, well, here's my handmaiden. So Judah, um, he has two boys by that handmaiden. And then Leah has two more. So now there's a total of ten. And all wait, of a sudden, wait, wait, did you just say Judah has two kids by the same handmaiden that he has two by Rachel's handmaiden and two by Leah's handmaiden, two by the same handmaiden that bore the child for that's his brother now? Huh? Well, okay, wait, wait, wait. So, wait, Rachel's handmaiden, mm-hmm. J- uh, Jacob would have slept with her. Correct. 
and then Judah slept with her too? No, no I'm sorry. Okay. I said Judah. No, 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 no. It's it's Jacob. Oh my gosh, I mean, Jacob. You're, you're, I'm missing. You're really I'm trying to make this names. go Jerry yeah. Springer on me. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Are we no, reading no, no, the same no, no, story? No, 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 no. All right, all right. <clears throat> Although, <laughs> chapter thirty-eight, Judah does go to his daughter-in-law and right. there's a child by her. Right. But. So, yeah, I mean, that's another Jerry Springer episode. It's, it is so messed up. But anyway, Rachel gets pregnant, and she gives birth to Joseph. And Joseph is the favorite son. Um, the very fact that there is any favorite son, this is going to be problems. It's problems later on in David's life when David had favorite sons and... and uh, chose one over another and uh, they end up fighting about who's going to be king and Absalom kills Amnon and then Absalom dies and uh, oh gee many anytime you have favorites it's not a good thing yeah true like, true I was taught to say I when when your child says you like so-and-so more than you like me I, I love you all Equally, that's why I treat you differently. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of funny. Which is very true, but uh, it's usually not satisfying. Right. In my experience, it never res resolved that issue. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's interesting. So, uh, so, oh my gosh, Joseph is born. It's so confusing that his dad's name is Jacob and his dad's name is also Israel. Israel so I'm right. trying to keep track of names and it's making this very difficult. But Joseph, the yes. firstborn of Rachel, the 11th son, Benjamin being the 12th son, correct? Correct. And that's uh, Rachel died in childbirth right. with Benjamin. And so Benjamin and Joseph are like Jacob's last real thing to remember Rachel yeah. by. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, yeah. this is very much the John Wick dog, <clears throat> you know, oh, the, yeah. you know, we talked right. about John Wick here a while back, but yeah, it's the same kind of idea that this is like the last kind of remaining, uh, memory he's got of his wife. And so he loves these boys or his favorite wife, I suppose. So Genesis chapter 37 starts the whole story and really early, um, when Joseph was 17 years old, he often tended his father flocks, father's flocks. And then in verse 3, Jacob loved Joseph more than any of his other children because Joseph had been born to him in his old age. So one day Jacob had a special gift made for Joseph, a beautiful robe, a robe of many colors. Literally, uh, what it really means is a coat with long sleeves. And that was the sign that he would be recognized as the firstborn, which was important because when uh, Jake, uh, Judah, when Jacob would die, you take the number of sons, 12, you add one, 13, firstborn gets two shares, all of the other 11 get one share. So he's going to get twice as much in inheritance as any of the others. Any of the others. So this is important. Right. It's also a characteristic of what happens uh, all throughout Scripture. You have Abraham has two sons. Remember them? Isaac and Ishmael. Isaac and Ishmael, whose 
the first one to be born. Ishmael. Ishmael. Who's the firstborn? Isaac. Isaac was also the, the promised Isaac son. Isaac inherited. He was the promised son. Isaac had two sons. Esau and Jacob. Right. Who was the oldest? Esau. Esau. Who was the firstborn? Jacob. And, mm. uh, yeah. Then... Uh, so, so, okay, sorry. We got to go just off the off sure. the rails a little bit here because uh-huh. now you got my wheels turning as you mm-hmm. often do so like in egypt when god kills the firstborn is it really the firstborn or is it the declared oh, firstborn i don't know Ooh, i don't know interesting uh he didn't kill the jewish firstborn no they no, were no. Supposed to, right but i'm but saying the egyptians, the egyptians i don't know if they did the same thing i suspect they probably did huh but it was the one who was recognized as the father's Favorite child, and I guess everybody did it. Do you remember when uh, Judah, when Israel now is his name, he blesses Joseph's sons, mm-hmm. Manasseh and Ephraim. Manasseh was the older one, Ephraim was the younger one. Joseph takes them to his father to receive the blessing. He puts Ephraim on his right, Judah's left, puts Manasseh on his left. Uh, Jacob's right, and Jacob crosses his hands. Joseph grabs his hands, tries to uncross him, and Jacob says, I know what I'm doing. (laughs) And he gives the firstborn blessing, the right-handed blessing, to the younger child. It follows through in every single generation that we see here. So, So really what we're learning here is that the firstborn doesn't really mean that you're the firstborn. It means that you're, you're the one that's going to inherit. You're going to inherit more than anybody else. So when Christ is referred to as the firstborn of all creation, right, doesn't necessarily mean that he is was born. Well, <laughs> doesn't necessarily exactly. mean it does not mean that he was created. It's that he is the one that is the rightful right. heir right. to creation. Right. It does not mean that he was the first thing to be created. Right. It means that, is he a part of the creation? Yeah, he sure is. He walked around with us. He ate. He, he sweated when he worked. He laughed when, when they tickled him, when, uh, when somebody said something funny. He was part of creation. But, uh, you got to be careful there. We, the do not be- we do not believe Christ was a created being. We do not believe that. Definitely not. Right. The, no. The, he but he was in, part of creation. Inhabit, he did inhabit a human body, though. Yes. Right. Got yes. You. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So he was the firstborn of God, God's favorite. Yeah. His son. Yeah. He was also part of creation. So he's the firstborn of creation. That doesn't mean he was the first thing to be created. Right. So... That's Boy, interesting. This is a good that's way all of, kinds of rabbit trails. <laughs> dude, I knew this was going to happen, though, because this book is so, this yeah. story is so in-depth. Um, but, so anyways, he gives him the coat of long sleeves, right. not coat of many colors. Right. I'm doing lots of quotations here. Yeah. Um, and sh- signifies, you're, you're my firstborn. That's Even right. though he's not the firstborn, because he's been declared the favorite, so he's going to get the biggest part of the inheritance. So that is Genesis 37.3. Jacob loved Joseph more than any of his other children. Genesis 37, verse 4, the very next verse. And his brothers hated Joseph because their father loved him more than the rest of them. That sounds right. And we get the rest of the story. Oh, (laughs) 
It that makes right. perfect sense. That Anytime right. there's a favorite, uh, yeah, there's sibling rivalry. And so they come up with a plan. Well, first of all, uh, Joseph's only 17 years old, apparently. Right. And he does some stupid things. Where does that come from? Because I read that as well, but I, does it state it? It, it actually states okay, it. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. I couldn't remember where I read it. 37 too. He was 17 years old. Gotcha. When he okay. began to work in the fields. Cool. But <laughs> being the firstborn carrying the coat of long sleeves, he was the foreman. His brothers got to do the hard work. Joseph just got to kind of come in and boss them around. It's like all those people that, and, and you've totally had that job or you know somebody that's had that job where where you show up at the restaurant and the GM is like 19 and you're 25 <laughs> and you're just like, dude, shut up. You don't know. I know. what I've been doing this for your, years. Your dad <laughs> clearly owns this franchise. Like, leave me alone. So that's kind of what happens with Joseph. And he does some stupid things. He has a dream and he tells his brothers his dream. And in the dream, uh, there are 12 sheaves of wheat, is mm-hmm. it? And 11 of them bow down to him. Yeah. And then he has another dream. And with his mom and dad there, he says, uh, 11 stars and the sun and the moon bowed down to me. And his dad says, come on. <laughs> you mean even... Mom and I are going to bow down at your feet. But but he also doesn't dismiss it. Like, J- Jacob hears this, and he's kind of like, it, I think it even says, uh, what's it say right after he asked that? I'll find it here. Yeah, he says something like, like it, it, it had him wondering or something like that. Like, Yeah, while his brothers were jealous of Joseph, his father Wondered what the dreams meant. See, he didn't so, just dismiss it. He yeah. wasn't like salty like the brothers were. And Jacob, he's had these dreams before. Not he only saw that, the he wrestled with God. He wrestled with God himself. Yeah, so I mean like... So he's... Jacob's got this like deeper level. Yeah. And he kind of gets it, but... Yeah, I mean, even <laughs> in his life, he hasn't had a ton of it. He's right. He's had moments. But yeah, it, it's enough that he he doesn't just dismiss his son when he says something that everybody else thinks is crazy. So the brothers come up with a plan. Yeah. In the brothers' plan, they don't know totally what they're going to do. But they take Joseph, they beat him up, they throw him into a hole, and they say, we're going to come back later and figure out what to do. The oldest, the actual firstborn, Reuben, Mm -hmm. he goes away, and he thinks, this isn't right. I'm going to come back and I'm going to get Joseph. You know, we'll, we'll pay the price, but but we can't kill him. We're not murderers. But while Reuben is gone, the other nine or ten, it's kind of dubious that Benjamin was even there, but the other nine see a caravan going by. And they say, hey, let's make some money. And they sell Joseph to the caravan as a slave. And when Reuben comes back, he's beside himself. Why'd you, why'd you do that? And now, <laughs> in for a penny, in for a pound, right? So they've got to go all the way. So they kill an animal, pour the blood over Joseph's coat, take the blood to uh, Jacob, 
and say, look what we found. Can this be Joseph's coat? <laughs> and he says, oh, it is. And he goes into mourning. I feel almost the worst for Jacob through this whole story. His because, favorite son is well, killed. But it gets so much worse for him. Like later in the story, even like, I mean, this dude has to spend the the vast majority of his life just sad. Right, <laughs> like, right, right. And it already says, he, Rachel gave birth to, to Joseph in Jacob's old age. So he was already old. Right, right. And he lives so, another 30 or 40 years right. now. So he is ancient by the time they go down to, I'm sure it says uh, how old he was when he uh, died. Yeah, it sure. had to be like 120 or yeah. something like that. So Yeah, that's wild. Um, and so, yeah, I, and something I want to touch on really quick. Like, we can read this in Western civilization and be like, well, that's crazy. Glad that stuff doesn't happen now. But there's places in the world where people still get sold as slaves and where families will sell their kids or they'll sell. Um, it, there's people that sell their kids into like uh, human trafficking and, and stuff in the world. And, and like, it's not even that. There are families where mom and dad favor a particular child and sometimes they don't agree. And I, I mean, you, you see that mom likes this sure. one, dad likes that one. And sure. they just set them up for failure. Right. We have families where kids are in competition, just flat-out competition with each other. Oh, that's more common. Than and it gets messy. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, this, this, the spirit of this problem is still very much alive and well today is kind of what I'm saying. But he gets sold into the gypsy caravan. He's a slave now. Right. And he ends up in jail. No, he gets sold he, as a slave to Potiphar, right? Right. Uh, Potiphar, who is like... The captain of Pharaoh's bodyguard mm -hmm. buys him. Okay. And he goes into his house. Now, you've been doing some some teaching on this. Yeah, I mean, I've been skimming. I haven't, like, I didn't sit down and read the whole story through. I read, I, I guess I gotcha. did. But I, I read it quickly. I didn't, right. This sure. wasn't like study time. Um, I've read this story a million times, but I, I just kind of needed my inspiration for <laughs> putting together some some youth sermons. Um but, he became a lot more than just a slave. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he he starts that way. He starts that way. Right. And so Potiphar quickly realizes, as does everybody that encounters Joseph, that there's something special about him because mm -hmm. Joseph trusts in God. Right. And God favors Joseph because and of And he's it. vocal about it. He yes. says that all of this is because my God is blessing me. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's even later in the story, like, uh, just to speak to your point here, later in the story, you know, he interprets some dreams, and it says that a few times, but then even later when Joseph talks about it, he says, well, I can't interpret these dreams, but yeah. my God can. Right, and so right. even even the things that are kind of attributed to Joseph as the good things about Joseph, right. Joseph spins back and says, no, 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 that's my God. Like, I'm exactly. just I'm just doing what he tells me to do. Yeah. Um, and so Potiphar makes Joseph... The head He's like of his the household, head butler or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it really, we kind of have to jump around in the story a little bit here. I think to understand the significance of this, because what you see is right now he becomes the head butler or mm -hmm. the head of the household. Then he becomes the head of the prison once he gets sentenced to jail. Right, then he right. becomes the head of Egypt next to Pharaoh. <laughs> and so right. it's like there's always one guy above him, 
right. in any post he's yeah. in. There's only yeah. one guy. Yeah. The ja- you know, it's Potiphar in the household. Right. Then it's the jail- jailer. Then it's Pharaoh. But right. Joseph is always second in command. And and I'm just now kind of seeing this, but is that because all of Jacob's life, or sorry, Joseph's life? Did I keep saying Jacob through that whole thing? Probably, I don't know. <sighs> Guys, but I'm I get so it. sorry. I get There's so many J names. <laughs> Jacob, Judah, Joseph, Joseph. Jude. Like, just stop. Um, Joseph has made God the first in his life. Yeah. And so yeah. he's already taken the back seat. He's already said, look, I'll be a navigator, but I'm not driving the car. So... <laughs> He's doing that in everything. He's say, he's done that with his whole life, and oh, so yeah. God says, "Okay, fine. You you want to uh, you want to do that? Awesome. I'll make you the second in command in any post you ever I take." Like I, I like that. I like that. Yeah. That's cool. So Joseph is now in a really cushy position. He's running Potiphar's household. Yeah. And Potiphar's wife apparently he was a good-looking young guy. Yeah. So Potiphar's wife tries to seduce him. And he reacts in the best way a seventeen-year-old could. It's he runs away. What he says, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah." But he, but he tells her, "How can I sin against my God and, and against, against your husband?" Your husband? Yeah. So and I mean, he, and he runs away and leaves his coat. I wonder if there's a significance to that. Uh, the the coat with the long sleeves and. Now he sheds that coat to run away, or mm. sheds a coat. It wasn't the coat with long sleeves. That's back in in uh, in Palestine. But I don't know. It might have to look at coats in Joseph and see if that has any significance. Dude, but the Bible is so deep. It's it's just there's it's cool. there's so many layers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Something I'm noticing too about just Joseph's demeanor is he always it's not just joseph like i see it in daniel's friends when like right. in, in bat right. uh when they when is they're in Babylon, Babylon, right yeah um like you've got these these jews these people of god these israelites mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they're living in these pagan lands these ungodly lands right but they still recognize authority in other people even when they don't agree with them. They they recognize the goodness in other people, even when they don't agree with them. And they respect people above them in positions of power, even if they're not living, say, according to the way God has commanded his people to live. And yet there comes times when they refuse to do what's asked of them. But always respectfully. Yes. Like, never out of, like, hate, never out of, like, like, War. I don't want to say never, but generally not out of like. Well, it's like Joseph and Potiphar's wife. He doesn't say you slut. He, he <laughs> says. Trigger he says, warning, everybody. How can <laughs> I? Yeah. How can I? How can I sin against God and your husband? I right. I respect your husband too much. Right. He doesn't say. And obviously you don't, but, you know, that, right. that's kind of in there. Right, but I mean, it's out of love for God and out of love and respect for yeah. for her husband that he's like, I'm not going to do that. Obviously, this man is someone he respects and loves and doesn't want to hurt, and so he's not going to do that. And yeah. I think that's a common theme with the people that are actually trying to follow the will of God, right. that they respect people that may not even be godly people. Well, then Potiphar comes home, and wifey, uh, trying to protect herself, I mean, it's very understandable and almost very predictable, she lies through her teeth. Yeah. 
and Potiphar believes his wife. Really, what choice does he have? And puts Joseph in jail. Yeah, yeah. She uh, she says he tried to rape her, right? Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And so yeah, he's but put she in jail. screamed. Right, and she's got his clothes. Right, which means it looks like oh, it yeah. might have actually gone down. Sure. Um, and so yeah, he ends up in jail. Right. Pretty soon, the jailer sees that Joseph is the real deal. <laughs> that everything he touches turns to gold. That this guy's just. He's got it together. He he's smart. He's a good worker. Mm-hmm. He's a good guy. I trust him. He becomes second in command to the jailer. Right. And he's over the entire prison. Um and so you got what? A uh you've got the cup bearer of the king the in jail. The cup bearer and the head baker. Or a and, pharaoh, I guess. Yeah, the pharaoh. Now the cup bearer was more than the guy that gave wine. Well, you had to be trusted. You had to be trusted because the cup that he would protect is a divining cup. It's a silver cup. And you would pour the wine into it, and depending on the way, the what what's the uh, thick parts of the wine? Is that like the silt or... or oh, I see. I didn't know this. Yeah. I was going to go a different direction with this from what I've heard. It... What have you heard? I you would, may have heard right. Well, I was going to say that part of the importance of a cupbearer of a king is that they protect the king's cup from poisoning. I think that's so, there too. So you have to be a trusted right. ally of the right. king that you're not going to let him die. But another aspect of that is uh, Pharaoh would use uh, the, uh, a particular silver cup. Which makes sense because later Joseph has a divine. Joseph cup. has the divining cup okay. and and actually says this is the cup that my master uses to yeah to predict the future or whatever. So uh, so it's kind of like reading tea leaves or something. It, it, like, exactly, it's like, like once it's the exactly once the wine like is drank, the, the stuff and the sediment right. in the bottom. The sediment in the bottom forms certain patterns. Uh, and okay. This pattern means this, and that pattern means the other. And gotcha. And so th- the point is. This is an important dude. This is a very, very important dude. I just want to say real quick, I used to be able to read my cereal. <laughs> but the only message Alphabets. they'd ever say, no, all they'd ever say was, ooh. <laughs> they were Cheerios. Yeah, Cheerios, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I stole that joke from Family oh, that's Guy. Horrible. I'm so that's sorry. Horrible. It's It's not good. All right. So these two guys have dreams, and the dreams are similar and the interpretation is very different. For I think it's the cupbearer. He <laughs> says, uh, three days, and uh, Pharaoh's going to take you out of prison, and he's going to restore you to where you were. And to the baker, he Before says... Before you get there, my yeah. favorite part about that is, the baker doesn't tell him his dream until after he hears him predict the cupbearer's dream. And he's like all excited. I didn't realize that. Yeah, no, yeah. He, he asks him after he already tells the cupbearer, because I noticed that, because then, cause then the, he tells the cupbearer, oh That's yeah, great. you're going to get out of jail. And the That's baker's great. like, I had a dream too, what's my mean? He's like, oh, you're going to die. die. <laughs> <laughs> he got three days, dude. <laughs> And oh he's right about both of them. And Joseph says to the cupbearer, when you go before Pharaoh, remember me. He's like, okay, okay, okay. And he doesn't. He goes back to his old life, and he forgets about Joseph. Mm-hmm. Until Pharaoh has a dream. 
And Pharaoh probably says to the cupbearer, bring me my divining cup so I can figure out what the dream meant. And he looks at it and he says, I can't make heads or tails out of this. And then the cupbearer says, I got a guy. I remember this guy in prison. He told me what the dream was. And I think that's where Joseph says, I can't do this, but my God can. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So Cupbearer Cup does finally come through, but it's two years later. So we got we to... Does it say two years? Yeah, it's two okay. years. It says, okay. uh, I believe at the beginning of that passage, it says uh, two years have passed. So Joseph is, you know, mid-20s now. Right. But like, you got to understand, he's kept his faith through two years of being lied to now. Like, and not necessarily lied to, being forgotten. Being but, forgotten. But he thought he was probably right. lied to. You know, he may yeah. have thought that. Um, how hard must have that have been for him to just be sitting there like, any day now, any day now. <laughs> <laughs> Another day in prison. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Now, given I don't know what being the second in command in jail looks like, I can't believe it's probably the best time of your life. Well, it's still jail. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not going to be great, I'm right. sure. But, um yeah. Maybe you get an extra ear of corn or something like that, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so Pharaoh has a dream. Yeah. Cupbearer tells him, hey, I know a guy. Right. Brings in Joseph. Joseph, then, like you said, says, I can't predict it, but my he God tells can. him the dream. Yes. Right. So what is the dream? Well, the dream is about uh, seven skinny cows and seven right. fat cows. Seven fat cows come out of the river first. And then seven skinny cows come out, and they eat the fat cows, yeah. cannibals. But they don't get big. They stay skinny. Hmm. And uh, Joseph says, okay, seven years of plenty, seven years of famine. God's telling you this so you can store up. You don't just live high he, on the hall. He has hog. two dreams, right? But they both oh, yeah, mean, he does. They both, they mean, both mean the same thing. Yeah, well, the other were ears of corn. That's seven, right. That's right. Uh, fat ears of corn and then because skinny ears of corn. Because it's similar to Joseph's dream about bowing, the ears of corn bowing down. Oh, Joseph. that's right. Yeah. I never made that. I don't know that I have until just now. Dude, but I'm gonna cool. I'm gonna ride that's this cool. one out and pretend I'm really smart. Sound good? That's that's what I do, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So so Pharaoh says. Gee whiz, <laughs> who should I put in charge of collecting all of this uh, yeah. stuff? And he says, the guy that... Yeah, if your God can do that for you, yeah, you seem like the kind of guy I want to put in charge of all this. Now, you know, fairly recently, I was looking through the story of Joseph, and I realized for the first time ever, do you remember what Potiphar's function was? The head of the guard? Did head he get Potiphar's job? Head of Pharaoh's personal guard. It's not Potiphar's job, but Potiphar's standing right there watching all of this. In all fairness, though, Potiphar's not a bad guy. We shouldn't be hating Apparently on Potiphar. Apparently not. Like, Potiphar got lied to by his wife. That's right. That's right. So if anybody we want to kind of be feeling the sting of this moment, it's Potiphar's wife. <laughs> we want her down there going, oh, <laughs> it didn't work. There's another thing that I just, just came across today. Uh, Pharaoh takes Joseph, makes him head, and he gives him a name. 
Uh, do you remember where that is? Is that 42? I don't remember where it is, but I also know that nobody has any idea what that name means. I <laughs> just reading in Dictionary of Deities and Demons, I came across the best guess at oh, what really? that name okay. means. Uh, it's it's not Hebrew. It lo- it's written. It's in Egyptian, right? Hebrew, but it's Egyptian. It's an Egyptian name, and it looks like uh, the name is uh, Zarephath Paniah, something like that, mm-hmm. and that is very very close to a phrase in Egyptian. God has said he will live. Hmm. Now, what better name for somebody coming out of prison? God has said he will live. And then... Hang, Pharaoh, on. Hang he, on to that for later. Okay. 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 Uh, then he gives him a wife, and the wife is... Well, there it is, there it is, there it is. Uh, so it's Genesis 41, 45. Pharaoh gave Joseph a new Egyptian name, Zaphanath Paneah. And that is very close to an Egyptian praise. God has said he will live. And he also gave him a wife whose name was Asenath. She was the god, uh, daughter of Potiphar. Uh, is that Potiphar's wife? The priest of On. No. So, yeah, I was trying to figure out that connection myself. But it's so close to Potiphar. Yeah. You think it's just like uh, I I don't know what There's what is the gotta be something there. parallelism yeah. like it's like sort of like the 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 ends and the beginnings kind of match up a little bit and there. And Potiphar is probably another guy, and he's he's a priest, so he marries into a priestly family. Interesting. That makes him you know doubly important because he's now part of a priestly family, and he's now. Controlling all of Pharaoh's, uh, uh, pretty much his treasury. And what scripture says is over the next seven years, uh, Joseph builds up this massive amount mm-hmm. of, of uh, wealth for Pharaoh, storing away the grain. And then when he starts selling it back, uh, he gets all the money of the Egyptians. They run out of money and he starts buying their land. So now Pharaoh owns everything. Which, in the end, does not end up being the best thing for Israel. <laughs> well, no, not exactly. But it's pretty cool right now. Yeah. Like, good for yeah. Joseph, but yeah. you're kind of biting your people, oh, I don't know, 300 or so years later. But now we're coming to the part of the story where we want to get all of this has just been introduction up to this point. Right. This is well, No, no, it's all the whole story. It is. I mean, it it's is. all the whole picture. But Joseph's brothers are out. Starving. Right. Because there's no food. There's no food. There's famine famine in Egypt and in Palestine. And so they're like, hey, we need to go get food. So Jacob, and look at that, I got the right name. That Egypt has food for sale. Egypt has food. So Jacob sends them to Egypt for food. So they go, but they leave Benjamin behind. They leave Benjamin behind. So there's 10 brothers. Right. Well, at J- at Jacob's request, because he doesn't want them taking Benjamin, right. because that's the last thing he's got to remember Rachel he's by. He's got to now be the favorite son. Oh, for sure. He's probably now going to be recognized as the first boy. Oh, I hadn't even thought of it like that. Yeah. Would it transfer to him like that? Not automatically, but it's whoever Jacob decides, and 
Huh. Oh, so he can change his blessing. Sure. Okay. Sure. Interesting. Sure. Um, wait, can he? Can he change oh, his yeah. blessing? Well, oh, but, yeah. but it didn't change from Esau and, well, I guess he died. I guess their dad died. Isaac died. Right? Like, because. Well, eventually, yeah. I don't know what you're getting at. <laughs> oh, the, the Esau and Jacob, the, with right. their blessing, he didn't right. transfer right. it. What he, did he die before all that? No, 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 no. So then when why couldn't Jacob he have just changed back, it? When Jacob came back, well, Jacob, uh, Isaac had given Jacob the firstborn blessing, sent Jacob away to find a wife, to get married and come back. So I think Isaac was kind of holding on to hope that Jacob was coming back. Oh, okay. Yeah. I gotcha. I gotcha. Because he didn't know if, 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 uh, Jacob had died or not. Hmm. Okay. All right. Sorry. Sidetrack. Sure. Um, so anyways, they go to, they go to Egypt, um, the, the 11 or 10 brothers, ten of them. uh, and they go to see, well, who they go to see whoever's in charge of Egypt in charge of the food to go get food. And they don't recognize him. They don't recognize him. But think it's been what? How many years? Oh, gee, many. He'd it's be been... in his thirties now. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 35. It's, it's it, well, it's, uh, he was mid twenties probably when this started. Seven years of plenty, and then several years, probably another 10 years. So, yeah, he's mid 30s, and he's dressed like an Egyptian. Speaking like an Egyptian. Speaking Egyptian, and they would use makeup. So, he's right. got the makeup of an Egyptian on. Right. He doesn't look like a Hebrew shepherd. That's where cosmetology started. <laughs> You're welcome. You're, there's your there's there you your, are, man. your fun Zach fact. There you are. Hey everybody. I'm I'm a licensed instructor in cosmetology, just so you know. It's family <laughs> trade, not my choice. This is the life I I was born into. So if, if I want makeup, I should come to you. If you want makeup, you should go to the store and buy some makeup. <laughs> but anyways. Um Yeah, so he they don't recognize him. They want food. And then this is probably where However many years he's had to stew on this now, he's like, finally. <laughs> he's, it's probably 20 years. It's my it's time. It's <laughs> over half of his life. Right. He's lived in Egypt and God has blessed him, but it has not been an easy road. No. And he's been a slave. He's been a prisoner. And, and I, it, this part's hard for me because Jake or Joseph is such a lovable guy this whole time because he he's just been kicked while he's down over and over again and he stayed faithful and he just keeps rising above but here's where he gets real human he's like <laughs> i am going to mess with these guys so bad and he does oh my gosh he over says, and over again he says you're spies yeah you're spies and <laughs> they kind of freak well, out well, well his his uh interpreter says you're spies because he's speaking right, Egyptian. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. And so he, uh, he, he says they're spies. They freak out. They tell him, no, 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 we have a brother. He's, he's doing it to find out like if the dad is still alive right? and how many brothers, where do you have younger brothers? Like, right. He's asking him all these questions so he can know about And them. you know what? I never thought of it, but Joseph probably figured, okay, so dad made Benjamin the favorite. Mm-hmm. Did they do the same to him? So he's probably really wondering if Benjamin is even alive. That could be. Or if they killed him too. I didn't think of that. I didn't either until this point. Man, see, 
this is the fun in talking through Bible stories <laughs> is you start to kind of see, you get to bounce ideas off each and, other. I and like this. Yeah, new horizons open up. Um, so, and, and they say, yeah, he's still alive. Right. But daddy didn't want to send him. And so he says, I don't believe you. Right. And they said, we'll go get him. You know, we'll go. He said, no, if right. you, I'll give you, is it, I'll give you the food if you he go get him. He finally says, yeah, I'll give you the food. But you've got to bring back your brother so I can know you're not lying. If and you ever come back, if you ever don't come back, come back alone. You got to bring back your brother. And, and they, they, uh, he makes them leave Simeon as collateral. Does he actually? Oh, yeah, he does. Yep. He stays here there the, the whole time they're away. It is Simeon, right? I think so. I believe yeah, so. I believe so. Yeah, so he has to stay. I mean, and that's the thing I was thinking. Yeah. How long are they gone? Like, how long is that wow. trip? So, yeah, the trip is is probably several weeks. I would think so. And know, he's living in prison that whole time, right? That are burdened down with a lot of wheat. But look at this. Uh, when he, um, oh. Reuben says, uh, this is chapter 42, verse 22, didn't I tell you not to sin against the boy? <laughs> we're, we're being punished because of what we did to Joseph. Didn't I tell you not to sin against the boy? You wouldn't listen. Now we have to answer for his blood. They didn't know that Joseph understood them. He'd been speaking to them through an interpreter. He turned away from them and he began to weep. When he regained his composure, he spoke to them again. He chose Simeon, from among them, and had him tied up right before their eyes. Was Simeon the one that said, let's sell him? Oh, I don't know. That's worth looking into. See, I kind of always pictured Judah as like the like ringleader in, of uh-huh. the issue. Yeah. Because this is sort of, this story is sort of a Judah becoming, it's like a Judah redemption story as well. It was Judah. It was Judah who said, let's sell him. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So, so for whatever reason, he picks Simeon. Sure. And Simeon stays. So, yeah, I mean, what you see happening here is Joseph is kind of realizing, like, maybe they have had a change of heart, I feel like. Like, he's seeing... Could be. He's yeah. hearing Reuben say this, and he's like, oh, Reuben At didn't. least they feel bad about it. Or at least Reuben does. <laughs> yeah. Or at least Reuben does. Um, and so, yeah, I feel like he's kind of testing their character a little bit here as well. Um, maybe not just totally trying to dig at them. Once again, this is a very human way of dealing right, with this. Right, 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 like, right. Probably could be handled better. But he put their money back in the bags. Yeah, he didn't take from them, and he gave right. them food. Right. And he sent them back. But he right. didn't send them with a ton of food, if I recall. Um, well, it ran out. Right. So it wasn't enough to last the rest of the famine. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. So it takes that long to get back there. But then they eat all the food before they even come back for Simeon. So how long is this dude sitting in jail? I had had to be a couple of years. You think? I do. I do. That is not a great time for poor Simeon. He's definitely got the well, raw end of this deal. <laughs> when he gets back, doesn't it say that that he was well cared for? And uh, Simeon says something like that. Um, I don't know. Hmm. But they get ready to go back, and uh, they they tell me they got to bring Benjamin. Yeah, they tell Judah. No, Jacob. Jacob. <laughs> we got to take Benjamin. Yeah. He won't even see us if we don't take Benjamin. Right. And Jacob says no. Right, he's mad. Yeah. And he's sad. Yeah. Because he's yeah. like, oh, well, so you can kill, like, Joseph's he can die too. dead, uh, Benjamin's going to die too. Right. And is it Judah that tells him, you can have my sons. 
You can raise my sons as your own. Does he say you can have my sons or you can put... Or kill them, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was put them to death or something. Like, I thought it was higher stakes than that, if I recall. Ooh, I may be getting that mixed up with what Judah says later. Um... <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing. Oh, I'm skimming too fast here. It's all good. We'll We'll... We'll hear what he says later, and that'll kind of tie things up. Yeah. But they eventually convince uh, Jacob that this is the right move, and he finally relents because they don't have food. They're going to die if they don't do this. Um, and so they go back, finally, with Benjamin. Mm-hmm. And then they get there, and he see. Is this when they have the feast? Yeah, they have a feast. And Joseph puts them in birth order. And Does there's he? no way he would have known it yet. Oh, uh, okay. He puts them in birth order. But then he gives Benjamin like three times the amount of food to everybody yeah. else. Yeah. And, uh, well, wait. That's that's when he sends them back, though, right? Because he gives him twi like twice as much gold as everybody else, too. Oh, here it is. Forty-three, thirty-four. Joseph filled their plates with food from his own table, giving Benjamin five times as much as he gave five the times. others. So they feast, they drank freely with him, and then he sends them, and he puts he puts each man's money back in the sack, but he puts his own personal divining cup right in Benjamin's, in Benjamin's sack right, and so it looks like Benjamin stole. <laughs> And then he sends people after him to it's, bring him back. This is where I'm like, dude, come on. Like, have you not had your fun? <laughs> you just put your brother in jail for possibly years. And now you're going to make the youngest brother, who had nothing to do with this, he, probably pee his pants. He had that. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, this poor kid <sighs> has got to be freaking out. So anyways... They the yeah his his interpreter goes and finds them is that right? He sends yeah he sends somebody I think it's the interpreter and he stops him and he he says uh, you've stolen the divining cup they say oh no 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 they each open the bag and they each find their gold and the interpreter says if your God put the gold back in that's the least of our concerns I'm looking for the divining cup. And they find it in Benjamin's sack. Dude, I just had a thought. Yeah. Okay, tell me if you think there's a connection here. Sorry, guys. I know we're like close to oh, an hour, it, but we it, are almost it. done with the story. Is Joseph using this example because this is what happened to Jacob's wives when his dad, when their, when her dads, when their dads came to looking for his household idols? That there could be a relationship because because right. uh, Rachel stole the household idols right right and the house household idols were another way to pass down the right of the firstborn and so is that is this like a familiar family story to them and now it's it like unfold be. this okay, I don't know that's just random but it's yeah. very similar um, okay so anyways they get drugged back to right Jacob or uh, Joseph. And it's, is it, yeah, it's Judah. Uh, when David says, I'm going to keep Benjamin, 
Can't say David because David doesn't exist in this story yet. Did I say David? Joseph yep. says. <laughs> Dude, these names. Joseph says. We're dealing with oh, 14 man. main characters right now. This is not exactly simple. Joseph says, I'm going to keep Benjamin. And uh, it's Judah that steps up and says, take me instead. Yes. I give my life for the boy. He doesn't even dispute that Benjamin has stolen the cup. Mm-hmm. He says, Benjamin deserves to die. Take me instead. Kill me. Do whatever you want to with me. Let the boy go back. My dad is still alive. If we go back, he will die if Benjamin's not with us. And I mean, this is kind of like the pinnacle moment of the story. Yeah. Because the man that sent his brother into slavery, that lied about the death the guy of his son, just put his own neck on the line and said, yeah. no, you'll take me. Yeah. Don't take that boy. He didn't right. do anything wrong. Right, right. And so it's like, for maybe that's what Joseph needed. That might be. He needed to see, because maybe in his eyes, he Judah was the ringleader. He would have heard Judah saying yeah, that. Yeah, he so knew Judah was the ringleader. He knew that Judah was the one that came up with the idea and to sell to him. now see Judah saying a, a totally I changed give my man. life. He's I a totally give changed my man. life, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And Joseph breaks down. Yeah. He starts to just sob. And now the brothers, they're, freaking they're out. messed up. They, they think this dude's having a mental breakdown and he's going to kill everybody. And now Joseph starts talking to him in Hebrew. In, right. <laughs> and, he, and he says, I'm, I'm Joseph. Joseph. And I'm they, Joseph. they don't even understand. They don't comprehend <laughs> because they're so freaked out. By no, you can't on. be. We sold Joseph in slavery. <laughs> yeah, but then he explains the whole story. And he like everything's okay, uh, mostly. And he sends them back to get their dad, to get Jacob. With Benjamin. <laughs> with Benjamin. And to bring them all back. Yeah. And yeah. to live there. And he says, uh, leave, he even says, leave your things. Don't even get your stuff. Yeah. He says, because yeah. the finest things in Egypt are your, are your things yeah. now. Yeah. The, yeah. The, I'm going to bring you all here. Go get your families. Go get your wives. Go get your kids. Bring them all back here. One of the responsibilities of the firstborn... And Joseph would have been the firstborn, was to take care of the family. Hmm. He's fulfilling the responsibility of the firstborn by doing this. So the interesting point uh, to talk about here. Uh, remember when we were talking about how different cultures read story, like stories yeah. of the Bible differently? Right. Um, one of those that I mentioned in that episode a billion years ago was, uh, I think it was in Nigeria, Okay. It was in it was in an African country. Oh, I remember that. that yeah. When they read this story, you know, when we read this story, we generally say always trust in God. Right. That God will right. see you through any situation. But that's not when, what when they got they, out of it. Yeah, when when certain African tribes read this story, they said the point of the story is you always take care of your family. You always take care of your family. And that's awesome. You know what? It's true. It's still right. They're yeah. both right. Yeah, that's that's right. the cool thing about reading the Bible cross-culturally, because that matters. It opens your eyes to new ways. And so, uh, yeah, so they, they all bring their families back. Uh, Jacob is, like, super happy that this is all going yeah. on. Because he yeah. gets, I mean, he probably didn't think he'd ever see his boys again. Now, all together. the brothers have to go back and they have to say, Dad, we lied to you. I've We've been lying to you for, for decades. Joseph is still alive. We sold him into slavery. I have honestly, I, I, I know that sounds crazy. I have never thought of it from that perspective, how hard that must have been 
like how big of a thing that would be to look at your parents and be like, hey, you know that sibling of ours that we said died? Well, we, we actually lied. sold him. <laughs> but now he's doing great. Yep. Like, uh, yeah, I've never thought of that. But man, that that's insane. Like, I, it says that they did it, but I guess I've just never like thought of the gravity of that situation. Right, like, that's right. big. Um, so Jacob comes back. Whole family, whole everybody, family. all the kids, I mean, all the grandkids. Uh, they move to a different continent. They're moving from the Middle East to Africa. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they they move everything. He meets Pharaoh himself. Pharaoh is very impressed. He sees how old he is, and I, I just found this here. Uh, Pharaoh asked him, "How old are you?" And Jacob replied, "I've traveled this earth for a hundred and thirty hard years." Which, so he's 130 years old. Which, by the way, this should be the moment when we go, all you people, that when you read back in like Genesis, what is it, 4, when it says that my spirit will no longer contend with man forever, right. their years will be 120 years. Right. That's not, they will only live for 120 right. years. It's going to be like the average. Uh, no, there's another way of reading it. Uh We'll have to come back to that because my brain's too fried to think okay. of that right now. But it's not an age thing. It's a, I've always thought of it as a, it's 120 years until the flood. Uh, that's, that's how I read it. it. That's how okay. I read it. Okay. It may not be. I may be wrong in that. And I'm okay. more than willing to accept questions and you telling me I'm stupid if you'd like to email us. But um, yeah, so right here, you've got Jacob living 130 years. Right. So obviously it's not a literal they only live 120 years. Right. So, right, right, right. anyways. So, and Joseph puts them in a particular area because Egyptians don't like shepherds. So he kind of sets them a little bit apart. So they retain their culture. Mm -hmm. They retain, apparently, their worship of God. Mm -hmm. Not the Egyptian gods, This but is a pretty okay God. pharaoh. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. Well, look at what Joseph's done for him. Sure. He now owns everything in the land. Um, and so then we get to 50. We get the blessings, uh, and Jacob dies. Jacob dies. Sad moment. Okay, so now everything up to this point, we're at an, at an hour. Yeah. It's all been introduction. <laughs> well, no, 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 it hasn't. We're not going to dwell on this forever, but this is it. But this is the moment. Here's the point. This here's. Is, why the title? Read it, man. Read it. It's oh. about halfway down, I think. Okay. After burying Jacob, Joseph returned to Egypt with his brothers who'd all accompanied him to his father's burial. Now that their father was dead, Joseph, Joseph's brothers became fearful. Now Joseph will show his anger and pay us back for all the wrong we did to him. So they sent this message to Joseph. Before your father died, he told us to say to you, please forgive your brothers for the great wrong they did to you, for their sin in treating you so cruelly. So we, the servants of the God of your father, beg you to forgive our sin. Yeah. So they forge a letter from dead dad. <laughs> I'm glad they've learned all their lessons. Hey, you know, they've lived a life lying. Why not a couple more? Jesus hasn't come around yet. <laughs> We still don't have good hearts. We're still, we still, we still don't have good hearts. Uh, not all the yeah. time. Um, but, um, yeah, they, they forge this note 
from dad because they think now Joseph's going to rear his head. Now right. dad's dead. So now Please he can really forgive your brothers. And Joseph weeps. Yeah. And what's he, he say? He breaks down. Um, then his brothers came and they threw themselves down at his feet. Look, we're your slaves, they said. But Joseph replied, don't be afraid of me. Am I God that I can punish you? You intended to harm me, but God intended it all for good. He brought me to this position so I could save the lives of many people. Now, don't be afraid. I'll continue to take care of you and your children. He reassured them by speaking kindly to them. Yeah. He had every right to lower the boom. <laughs> he didn't. In fact, he cries. I mean, he, he, he cries. He, yeah. he weeps because he breaks down and weeps. It's when like they, they ask still him. don't trust him. They're still afraid of yeah. him. And he's like, "Have I not proven myself at this point that I'm not going to hurt you? I have every yeah. right to, but I'm not going to right. because I love you. Right. And I'm going to show you mercy." And so he tells them, "I'm not God," yeah. I, I, or he says, "Am I God?" Right. This right, isn't right. my place. That's God's right. place to That's punish. Right. That's God's place to punish. Right. And He'll take care of this. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to take care of you. Yeah. What you meant for bad, God meant for good, and the saving of many lives. And here's the culminating, the most, this hit me last week while I was reading this, and it had never really clicked with me in this way before, but that's Christ. Huh. Like, that's literally the idea of Jesus. Jesus, you could literally, like, quote that for Jesus. You intended evil for Jesus. Read it from the top. Yeah. He says, what? Read, read it. Read it again. If you read it as it coming from the mouth of Jesus. Don't be afraid of me. Am I God that I can punish you? You intended to harm me, but God intended it all for good. He brought me to this position so I could save the lives of many people. Don't be afraid. I'll continue to take care of you and your children. Jesus did not consider himself to need to possess the glory of God. He lowered himself. He lured himself to the Father to position. Right, to be a human. And so over and over again, Jesus says things like, it's not my place to judge you, that's God's. Right. Right? That even though Jesus is God, he had lowered himself. And one day we'll time. judge. And one day we'll but judge. Not but then. not in his not in his time on earth, right? And so he makes that claim. He says that what you intended for evil, God meant for good, hmm. that you meant to hurt me. But God meant for me to save many lives. He meant for this to save many lives. I mean, this is the cross. This is Jesus going to the cross and, and we hurting him, we inflicting him, we intending to kill him and put him to death. But God saying, no, I'm going to save many lives through this. And I will take care of and you. And I will take care of you. And if you look up to this, I mean, even the, the part of like Joseph proving, yeah, I should just kill you all. And I have every right to. Yeah. But I'm going to show you mercy. Yeah. That's Christ. This yeah. is like, and so I think what I see here is like, even in the Old Testament, you have these bits and pieces of people that are living Christ like lives. They're yeah. not Christ. Yeah. They're not perfect. Yeah. They're flawed people. But the Holy Spirit is guiding them in a way. Like God's Spirit is guiding these people. He is moving them along. I listened to a podcast just a, not too long ago, Dan Veldkamp, 
uh, shared it with me. It's an Indian guy who was uh, a philosopher, and he came to Christ after reading the Old Testament. He said what stood out to him was every other history book that he read of any people that was talking about their heritage, they talk about how wonderful their ancestors are, how great they were, and how they followed God. He said, I came to the Bible. These were messed up people. It was about how evil everybody was, and yet God loved them. The hero of the story is God, not them. And that's kind of what you get here, too. And and how real is that to the world we live in? Yeah. It's like, we we tell these stories, like, we always make our heroes and stories very likable. And And honestly, here's the thing. Maybe now we lean more into the whole... Um, like anti-heroes, anti-heroes and like human heroes. But I could argue that because that's we've because been we've been reading the Bible yeah. for hundreds of years. <laughs> yeah, we, we've learned that Now this Joseph is... is a really good guy. Even he has these moments where yeah. you wonder what he's going to do right up until the time right. that he breaks down and cries and says, I am Joseph and, and bring daddy here. You can all live in my house. Right up until that time, you don't know what he's going to do. Right. And so what what tribe does Jesus hail from? The tribe of, of Joseph? Nope. <laughs> Odd? Yeah. Judah? Yeah. Not the, not the guy who had it all together the whole time. The guy that was a, a sinner. The guy that was a bad man, but then came to and had a heart change and came to God and 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 realized like no I I'm going to do the right thing here. That's always been very important to me that God chose to raise up Christ through the line right. of Judah and not right. Joseph who we would all assume is who mm-hmm. Christ is going to come from his bloodline. But mm-hmm. he doesn't. It's from the house of Judah. <laughs> Interesting. It is. It is. Well, <laughs> for any of you that aren't watching, Randy just just flopped his Bible shut, which means we're done. But <laughs> Finding good in evil. That's the story of Joseph's life. Found good in slavery, found good in prison. Then he actually found good in reconciling with his brothers. And he said, what you intended for evil, God intended for good. And that's kind of the point of the whole thing, isn't it? It's God's control over our life. Look at that, that entire will story. Bring the good. That every situation Joseph was in, most of them were bad. Yeah. I mean, they were not great situations to be in. Right. He was a slave in a household, then he was a prisoner. Right. Eventually he got brought to a place of prominence that was right. a really great yeah. place. But the majority of that time was spent as a slave and a prisoner. But even when he was a slave and even when he was a prisoner. God raised him up to be a leader and to be a loved person in those and roles. And he did the right thing. Right. He trusted in God. In Even when it, from a slave, it sent him to prison. Well, he sure didn't have much reason to to be happy during that time. No. Nope. But he trusted God. Yeah. That God and, and he, the fact that those words come from Joseph's mouth matter too. Mm-hmm. That he says, what you meant for evil, God meant for good. And that tells me that whether he knew it in that moment or he'd known it for 20 years. Yeah. It clicked with him. It, and it, he, he figured knew, it out. He yeah. knew that even evil won't stop the plans of God's good. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. All right, cool. We'll, we'll end it on sound and smart. Um, <laughs> thank you guys for listening. This is Salty Saints. Um, if you got questions, you can send those to questions at becomehope.com or salty saints at becomehope.com. Questions, conversation starters, episodes you might want to see, whatever. Honestly, we need some help on coming up with some interesting concepts that you guys want to hear about because we're always racking our brains going, what do people even like to talk about? Like, we want to we want to teach you. We want to talk about apologetics and theology, and we want to talk about faith stories. But we want to be interesting, too. We don't yeah. just want to be dry and boring, and we can be, depending on the topic. So We would love for you to give us questions. We'll answer questions. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and if you're watching on YouTube or whatever give, uh, whatever uh, podcast app you're on, uh, give us a like, give us a subscribe, give us a rating, whatever. Share Tell it. Tell your friends, share it. We, we want to grow our ministry as much as humanly possible. That's the whole point of this. It's not just for, you know, New Hope Church and... Uh, the people outside of that that watch, but we want to grow this. And so, uh, yeah, thank you guys, and have a great day. And until next time, stay salty. Often we believe our questions mean we don't have faith, but I believe Jesus loves our questions. Our questions are windows into heaven. I'm Caden Fabrizio, and on the Questions with Caden podcast, we ask and answer one question per episode as relevantly and biblically as possible. Questions about fear, anxiety, depression, addiction, and so much more. Don't worry, your questions, they're not going to scare Jesus. So ask away. Listen and subscribe now at lifeaudio.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.